Kretschmer, CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Woman of Inspiration Awards, and support her. This is the Woman of Inspiration podcast, featuring business leaders, entrepreneurs, and change makers who lead, inspire, and motivate. Tune in as we put women into the spotlight. Listen to the inspiring interviews of women paving the path for others to follow. Learn the career paths, leadership wisdom, and stories of women who lead by example and inspire us to dream big. Get ready to be inspired. My name is Monica Kretschmer, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Woman of Inspiration Awards, and this is the Woman of Inspiration podcast, where we speak with women who lead, inspire, and motivate. Today with me is Amy Friesen. She is the founder and CEO of Tea and Toast. So Amy has worked with seniors and their families since 2005, with her beginnings as a marketing specialist for retirement homes in Ottawa. She's always been motivated by the belief that seniors and caregivers need to be supported, aware and informed when making important life transitions. Now, Amy, I'm just going to leave it right there. I want to know how are you breaking into this market? Firstly, welcome. Um, you know, I know that we had some technical stuff and we're going to have an awesome interview today, but you know, I really think what you're doing right now, Amy, especially with our, you know, our parents and our, you know, elders, they're aging. This is an aging population. How did you get into starting tea and toast and tell us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad that we got everything settled. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I have to say, you know, I've had a, uh, when I was younger, I had a big influence by my nanny, which was my grandma. And I lost my grandparents relatively early. So I had this kind of weird void that I didn't know was a void until I got out of university. And before that I was in college and I was like, this isn't what I want to do. And then I went to university and I was like, okay, here's something. And then just kind of grab piece by piece. And so I just kind of built my own, I don't know, I guess my own job path because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I had this missing thing. And it wasn't until I started working in retirement that I was like, oh, that's it. Working with seniors, being close, helping them. That was it, right? Like that was the piece that I was like, oh, well, there it is. And um, and it's hard to like put that into words usually because you don't really know what, what you're looking for until you find it. Mm. So what's really important um, that I think that we talk about, and especially when we talk about navigating career paths, I haven't met one woman where that road has been like linear. <laughs> has it been linear or has it been a little bit of a windy road for you? It's been sort of linear, but it's windy as well because in our, in the retirement industry, I went from recreation to being really ingrained to marketing, to helping people find what they needed. And then I thought my next step was really 
a regional marketing role in retirement and I actually got passed over for one and you know it's all those things when you look back and you're like that was really devastating and then it's like but it opened other doors and you don't see it when you're in the minute but you know I was passed over for a regional marketing role I was downsized I was off on sick leave from abuse from you know my my um higher ups like my gms and things like there's different things that were happening and it was all these bumps and so like i said it was not linear but it was in the same clump and then i got laid off i got you know um laid off from my last spot and i was like oh man this is like really devastating and then within like a quick breath i was like okay well let's just do this and then i just started going and within two months tea and toast was born so you know and then ever since we've almost nine years at this point so interesting for our listeners um, today, Amy, that there's a, probably, I can guess, a handful of women who have been through that same journey where the doors have been closed. You've been overlooked for opportunities to strengthen your leadership um, on that path that you think that you're on because that's the area of expertise that you've honed your skills into. What I would love to know from you is as you were going through that, how did you get out of that feeling of being defeated or overlooked? Like, you know, how did you own that feeling and how did you, you know, get to the point two months? Like, what was that two month period like for you? Because I want to talk about those uncomfortable parts that everybody can relate to, to get to the other side. Cause we always say door number two is even better than door number one. So what words of advice would you give to those listeners um, that might be struggling and transitioning between door one and two? Well, I think that the the main thing is to know, yes, you know, usually it feels devastating. Usually it's very, very upsetting, you know, in this realm of conversation. And I think it's important to own that and go through it because then you're looking at, okay, this is devastating. What do I want to do? And it's, you have to figure something else out, right? When I'm, I'm not just going to sit on the couch the rest of my life, <laughs> you're just getting to know me, but I don't sit still very easily. So, you know, what are we going to do to figure this out? And I knew that the route before that, like just before that was really bumpy. And so it had been years of kind of like, I had to go on sick leave, like I said, and it was something that I wasn't super comfortable doing. I had never done it. I'd never thought about doing it. And just the environment just was not good for my mental health. And so I chose to go off and, you know, reflecting on all that, you know, and I remember calling my mom in the car after I got laid off, just bawling because it's like, I didn't expect that. You know, I feel like I'm good at what I do, I, you know, and it wasn't a performance-based layoff. It was a personnel-based layoff. And so I was like working through it. And then, you know, I get more, I get bored easily, I guess. And so it's like, you're sitting on the couch, you're upset, you're dealing with it. And you're like, okay, well, I got to do something. What is it going to be? And so you just look at the options and it's, you know, I was already kind of thinking about this realm and it just really gave me um, a chance to catapult. So I would say, own your feelings, feel it because you need to grow from every opportunity, even if you don't think it's an opportunity. Perfect. I, you know, you talked about purpose and I want to talk a little bit about that. It isn't until sometimes you have those forks in the road that you actually sit down and you pause long enough to think about what is my purpose? 
What are my core values? How important was that to align your next door number two to your purpose and your values? Well, I think I realized, you know, with the, like I said, I was turned down for a regional role and things like that. And I think what I realized upon reflection was if I would have not been turned down for that regional role, I would have been in a very different avenue right now. And what it would have done is what it would have taken me away from the seniors and the families. And that's where I wanted to be. Right. And so I wanted, I, you know, I figured that, you know, what am I going to do in that realm that's close so that I'm helping them still. And then I realized, you know, I don't, that other role wouldn't have worked. I wouldn't have been able to stay there because it just wouldn't have been my personality and what I was driven to do. And so, you know, I had to take a hard look and, and figure out, you know, what is my purpose? And really it was at the end of the day, it was helping seniors and families navigate this industry that I love. Uh, it's an ever-changing and growing industry and it's still quite new. It's it's in, you know, infancy as far as I'm concerned, watching, watching things happen in it. And there's so much potential to help. There's so much potential to help families and the seniors they love. And there's so much potential on the other side of my my personality or my my work habits and things like that to grow something of my own, which I couldn't have done before. So I was able to see it kind of differently at that point. So my next question for you is, is there a concept and idea for tea and toast? How much has that changed from your initial vision from where you are today, nine years later? It's, I was thinking about that the other day because it's huge now, right? There's a, there's, it's interesting because my concept originally was let's form up tea and toast. I'm going to help seniors and their families navigate and be essentially a marketer in the community so that I can bring them the right options because most people were coming to the homes that I worked at, they wanted X and I had Y. And so I always was sending them out and never being helpful. And so it was literally just to fix that problem. But what happened as we grew, I, my reputation grew, my brand grew, things like that. It, it, what happened was more needs opened. And so there was more and more things coming up that I could address, that I could help with, that I added in. And then we added people. And, you know, right at this very moment, TN Toast is the only business in anywhere, maybe even at least Canadian that operates in the style that we operate and offers what we can offer, which is remarkable, which I never thought would be like, I never expected that to happen. Right. So it's, it's interesting how it went from, let me just help a couple of families. And I remember the first couple of families, it's like, Oh, I did it. Yay. <laughs> and it's like, you, you prove to yourself that you can do it. Right. And then it's like, it builds and builds and builds. And eventually it's like, Oh, I need another person. Right. And so we build and now our team's eight to nine. So, you know, there's a lot of us now and we are just shaped so much differently than what I had anticipated happening. And with that, with that, we have all these other opportunities that come up that we're able to take care of, but then it also grows you professional. And I have a Canadian network now, and I have a whole bunch of things going now, which is really interesting to look back on kind of like day one. So what were some of your biggest challenges as, you know, from, you know, the levels from startup to zero to nine to this point, what have been some of your biggest barriers? I think that um, from even just getting into the retirement industry is proving that I I knew that I could do it, but I had to prove it to so many people to get 
steps because you're blocked at every spot, right? It's like somebody else has to give you the promotion. Somebody else has to hire you. And at this point, like with Tiantosa, it's like, it's me, I'm doing it. I can, you know, I don't have to prove anything. And so the, one of the biggest barriers, and it does happen still, is that you have to have people believe in you. And so as you start growing, it's like people more and more, your brand and your reputation start to kind of to unfold and people start to believe in you more. And even now it's, you know, there's still people that, you know, we're working with that we're not working with at the same time. And it's like, you have to, you have to get past the point where they don't know me as well. I have to prove something so that they understand that I can get this done. I can get this done professionally for the communities and the retirement homes that we work with, and we can get it done for the families that we work with. Interesting that you're, you're a change maker. You're a change maker, obviously, you know, blazing a trail in an industry that is, like you said, still growing. There's lots of opportunities because like you and I, we haven't been there yet. We don't know what we don't know. And I think that's probably the industry is that are the aging population. And I'm speaking from experience with my mom. I'm just going through this right now where she's 77 and had a construction on her knee and you know, is, you know, dependent on help and support for 24 hours a day. So, you know, thank goodness I have siblings and we take our turns and we all just pitch in to make sure she can stay at home. But, you know, it does open up the opportunity for, you know, so many other products and services and supports where there, there is nothing. Um, and then also the communication with the family. So I guess my next question is, you know, you, you say that you have to prove yourself. But how do you think, I mean, what I think is so amazing is that you're blazing a trail in an industry that's still growing. You're a change maker, but expected to be an expert in an area that's still developing. So how do you navigate through that? I think just trying to remain consistent with my messaging, consistent with me showing up and doing things. Um, again, kind of just proving myself every day, right? And just every single conversation I have um, is is a mark to say, hey, you know, we're, we're doing this and we're, and, and I'm doing this here and I'm doing that there. And just kind of, it's, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's a matter of making sure that, you know, I'm consistent with what I'm doing. So, you know, my branding for Tantos is very consistent and how I train my people is very consistent and what we deliver is very consistent. And I've noticed that that makes a huge difference. And so, you know, people, because we're such a small business, like you said, it's so, it's so hard because we're in this industry that I am an expert in, but it's like me here, right? And it's like, um, and it's just like showing people that, no, no, I know this stuff, have a conversation with me. And so that's even, you know, with retirement homes, not all retirement homes work with us in a way that they do across the board with, um, generally speaking, retirement homes work with advisors in a couple different ways and some don't. And so generally speaking, it's just a matter of like trying to prove to them all the time. It's like, we know what we're doing. You know, we know how to not only take care of the families and hear what they need, but understand what you need as well and get you qualified people in your homes and do it properly. And it's just communicating it constantly and kind of hoping that people start believing you once in a while. Like it's just every, every little win, right? 
Well, I think there's a definite need for it. And, you know, it's about the visibility, about the reputation, the more opportunities like we are doing right now, it educates people on sort of things that they didn't even need. They, let me just try that again. It educates people on the things that they actually didn't know that they needed, but now need, because it's just like situations come up and I'm going to use my own personal experience. If this did not come up, do you think I would even have any sort of insight into the void of the industry right now? And there's one thing for certain, we're all going to age. Mm -hmm. We all have parents or friends or a network of of aging, um, you know, support networks. So these issues are really important to talk about. And thank goodness that you've started a business that you are developing your, you know, expertise into so that you can help guide everyone. So this is a great opportunity, I think. Um, I really want to talk about next about the support system, because I believe that's super important. Number one, um, to even have the motivation to take the step and start the business, but number two, to keep it going. So Amy, I'd love for you to share a little bit about that support network. I think that, you know, I've, I've built my own support network around me. You know, there's, when I first started TNTOS, my husband and I were very new and he just hung on for the ride at that point. <laughs> you know, I moved in with him and we, he hung on for the ride and, and we developed and he's been a support network for sure the whole time. And then I just kind of pieced it together. And what was interesting is that you know, there was a support network I didn't know or wasn't aware that existed within the marketing people at the retirement homes because I I was pretty well known already just from being in the industry. And all of them were kind of, you know, behind me just as a matter of, you know, some of them were terrified for me, most of them were terrified, but they supported me, right? And even to this day, we have lots of conversations and, and whatnot. And so with that, I also built my team and my team like we're our own support network because like i said there's not very many of us in the whole in the whole of canada there's only a handful of people that do what we do and so we built a team and then i brought my sister into the business and so she's the support network as well and we just like keep building on um and that's why you know with my team it's really important that we're always you know we're not always but we're meeting regularly and doing things because we're all uh digital right we're di online and then we're with our families but as a team we don't see each other that often and that's why it's so important and that's why I make it a, a priority to meet because we're our own team and then outside of that i built a support network across canada because at as someone who runs the business my team can be supportive other people can be supportive but it's really difficult to find someone that can support you on the, the level that I'm at as running the business, as a business owner. So then I just went out to can like Canada-wide and grabbed someone from every province. And I was like, let's form a group. <laughs> and so we formed a group of elder care planners for support, for referrals, for all of that. And so I, I've been just piecing my support group together as we go right and whatever the next need is and wherever i feel kind of a void in i just try to develop that part of it so that it all kind of comes together in a nice little bow on top <laughs> well very smart move um number one congratulations that you found to support her he was behind the scenes i saw with you trying to make sure everything was ready to go for the podcast today um yeah. so 
allies. And uh, that's one of the next um, questions for you. So how important is it to have the, you know, our support hers and our male allies in our corner as we navigate through? Uh, excuse me. So it's super important. Um, I think that generally speaking, they don't, uh, sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. <laughs> um, to have people that are just rooting for you all the time, trying to help you improve where you can and, and get further all the time is, is really uh, a difficult, sorry, I'm choking a lot. <laughs> just one second. I have a frog in my throat. Oh, I can't hear you. I just paused my microphone just a second. <coughs> All right, so we just roll with it, Amy, all the time here, because I think that's authentic. <laughs> um, so just to recap, um, you know, what, how important is it to have, you know, allies? Well, it's, it's super important. Uh, really just knowing that there's people out there rooting for you, pushing you up when you need the, the help up, the, you know, handing you like a hand and pulling you up at sometimes, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, I go out sometimes at networking events and as I've, as our eight years have grown and I've grown as a person, it's interesting to go to networking events now versus when it was, you know, when I started and it's so many people know who I am in the business world now. And it's, a little bit surreal to be honest and they're cheering for me and it's you know i don't think about it all the time until you know a pointed question like this and it's like they they're there you know i posted something on facebook and it blows up right because they're like super happy for watching the achievements and things like that and that's been really important to me um because again as someone who owns a business in a world that doesn't have very many businesses like mine you have to find that support network. You have to find those people that are willing to step up for you and say, no, she knows she knows what she's doing. Give her a shot or have a conversation. Um, and it's been really important. And so I'd like to chat about some of the women that inspire you. So who are some of the women that you sort of, you know, either seek out as mentors or, you know, women that you find inspiring that keep you motivated? You know, some of the, the really my team is full of, we're all women at this point. And I gotta tell you, watching them grow, watching how they work with our clients and the families and how they talk and how they present themselves. I, I really do find my team inspiring, probably why I wanna hang out with them all the time. <laughs> I'm making them hang out with me at that point um, because I'm just watching them. And it's like, they're just, just the way that they can operate and understand that what the needs are of the community and really be authentic and caring and just have that empathy is, is super inspiring to me. My, like I said, my sister's with me now. Um, and really, you know, we've had a bumpy road and she's been with me for a couple of years now. Sorry, I should say our relationships had a bumpy road, but I brought her in because I was like, you know, we're going to fix this. And watching her daily grow 
into a role that she did never know she was going to be in and completely opposite of where she was and watching her just grow and take that uh, take that on and own it and own it for herself but own it for me as well in the business and just get it done is is super inspirational to watch very cool and so tell me about some of the best advice that you were ever given um along your journey uh best advice i was ever given um i'm at the top of my head i i'm just let me think here for a minute i would say probably that you know just be consistent um you know be be authentic be consistent keep going is kind of the best advice i've gotten it's just you know there's definitely going to be bumps there's definitely going to be hurdles if you believe in yourself and you know i know where i'm trying to go even though it it you know i make up i make up new jobs all the time like things that don't exist like let's do that now right and it's like just you know keep going keep communications open you know um a lot of the stuff that i do now is also you know trying to correct some behaviors of my own past bosses and things like that as well right and saying you know i don't want that in my business that's not how i will operate and so even though it wasn't best it wasn't advice it was kind of that best practices you know let's not do that i'm going to do this for my team and we're going to be different and i'm going to be a different kind of leader beautiful learning from experience and what um you know we talk about that consistency and this is a question that i ask all of the women that um i interview is a topic that's really hot and it's in the imposter syndrome so a have you ever experienced it and b if you have how have you overcome it oh it's alive and well <laughs> even <laughs> even today as we're speaking it's alive and well it's uh one of those things that again you just you have to know what your purpose you you know i was going to say you have to know what your purpose is and sometimes it's hard to find that but there's something in everyone that is driving them to a point and it's like at some point you just got to keep your head down and just keep moving forward even though it's gross sometimes and bumpy other times and imposter syndrome doesn't really go away i don't think like it's just been constant um you know and if if it's one area and i get over that then it's another area right after that you know i've been asked to go on to news reels i've been asked to be a panelist i have something coming up now coming up next week and it's like but you know okay <laughs> like it's like okay i'm going to do it and it's like i just say yes right i just say yes and i figure it out later um because obviously the people that are asking me to be a part of this see something they want me to contribute and you can't let it get in the way you can't get the let the imposter syndrome get in the way i just say yes and i just go for it and just cross my fingers a little bit <laughs> i think that's perfect and because also it means growth I mean, yeah. you know, you talk about it, there's something new and it's uneasy yeah. and it's uncomfortable, but I'm going to say yes and I'm going to jump right into it. So I think that has a lot to do with the integrity of and sort of the alignment with your values 
um, and what you're really passionate about creating and making the impact in the world. So celebrating women, as you know, is super important to us for the Universal Women's Network and like women of inspiration. But why do you believe now more than ever, Amy, that it is important to celebrate the accomplishments of women? I think that you know, taking a minute to highlight again, it's the same thing I do with my team. It's like even even within our teams and within our people, it's important to tell people that they're doing a good job. It's important to put out there that, you know, we're we're doing whatever and you know, in celebrating it in that way so that a lot of women find or sorry, a lot of women feel like they can't contribute or they're not contributing in a certain way or they don't do it this way and so it's wrong or whatnot and i find more often than not a lot of the women including myself we're very we can very much get things done we just do it differently sometimes and a lot of the time actually and so you know i you know my mind works a lot different than a lot of people i meet and that's just who i am and so not even just you know celebrating women for sure but just celebrating the person right and like every person matters and every voice matters and everybody is important and so you know what somebody brings to the table should you know be acknowledged and and women specifically and also really you know young women that are just coming out of school and just trying to find themselves it's important to you know say hey you know you're, you're on the right track keep doing it what do you want to do and just like keep encouraging them to find their voice because i don't find enough women speak up and so i think that you know my voice has been I, i'm pretty bold and i'm pretty loud but I wasn't that way and I wasn't that way for a long time. I was in an abusive marriage for years and I was just telling someone the other day, it's like, I think that I probably, my personality was probably muted for that whole time because I'm an entirely different person now. And it's, you know, if I would have had more people to say, you know, you're worth it, you're worthwhile do something, you know, make a move and just encourage whatever that was, right? Encourage for jobs, encourage for getting out of that marriage, encourage for, you know, a whole host of things. Just some some people to rally around each woman and say, you're worth it, do it, get on with it. You know, make, make your life what you want to make your life. Women need to be seen, heard and valued. We're really Absolutely. not that complicated. No. Yeah. So wrapping up our amazing interview, by the way, you, you did an awesome job. Um, really? Cause I feel you. like imposter syndrome right now. So <laughs> no, you, you would have no idea. And, and that's the thing, right? I mean, when we're growing and trying different things, we're going to be uncomfortable. And I've felt it myself many times too. So, um, I think that's just the realness and the authenticity that we need to talk about to really, you know, help others, um, that are going through it at that time as well, because you're not alone. But before we end this amazing podcast, and of course it's woman of inspiration podcast. So Amy, what, tell me what a woman of inspiration is to you. I think a woman of inspiration is just someone that can see a path and wants to motivate people and make change and contribute to their, you know, their passion, their industries, their world, and, and just keeps going, right? They just keep going no matter how many hurdles are in their way. 
there's just you just climb right over them right and it's and it's about inspiring your teams and the people around you and motivating them to 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 make changes in them that they feel are appropriate and and just to keep going and and you know making sure at the end of the day that everyone is respected and everyone is communicating and you know i think that that goes a long way to be an inspirational woman is just not not being untouchable but being super down to earth and just being there in the thick of things just getting through the weeds and and doing it every single day a whole lot of grit and perseverance yeah. and ambition integrity all wrapped up into one and that's exactly how i describe you actually amy love what you're doing um how can our listeners get a hold of you and learn more about tea and toast Absolutely. Uh, head on over to tntoast.ca for some more information on TN Toast and my, uh, my bio and everything is there and you can contact us right through the site. Awesome. And also probably live and kicking on LinkedIn as well. I think that's a great um, tool for some of the business um, people that want to connect up with you. So Absolutely. Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the Woman of Inspiration podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure. We're so excited to have you part of our change maker, um, woman of inspiration book. And we look forward to the journey ahead and really seeing you, you know, soar to new levels and, you know, expand tea and toast across Canada and beyond. So thank you so much for joining us. Any last words that you'd like to share with our listeners today? I just want to say thanks for having me on. And like, like I said, keep pushing, just keep pushing through the weeds and the grit and then you'll get there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Woman of Inspiration podcast. If you loved this episode, please, I encourage you to connect, like, and follow, and learn more about Amy and Tea and Toast, and really listen to more of the podcasts and share it with your network. You never know who might need to hear the words of wisdom that our leaders are sharing with us today. So thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you.